Well, 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 big gulps, huh? Well, hey guys, see you later. Well, since mm-hmm. we already recorded the episode, should we all go home? <laughs> oh, this is all just a formality. <laughs> Giving myself whiplash for my burps. Did you have a Costco hot dog? Because Scott did, and I can smell it. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, uh, <laughs> if you dog? wanted to get a, a flavor of the ambiance, um, just think of someone burping the worst hot dog smell. Did you get the Polish? No, they don't have Polish anymore. Oh, I didn't know that. And well, the Polish is the worst. Yeah, they're it's, really it's burps it's, it's um, flavor like the, best. The, yeah. the people or the hot dog? No, <laughs> yes. all, all beef. Really all beef is the only way to go with hot dog. And tell them how bad they are. Give them what for. <laughs> you know, Hitler wasn't that bad of a guy. <laughs> <laughs> when you're invading the Polish, <laughs> you, Poland, you know what's so. funny is that is that comment continues to get brought up in a chat outside of anyone. <laughs> Like, like it's almost like he shouldn't have said it. It's almost like that was a really bad thing to say. (laughs) Also, also slightly taken out of context. Slightly, because how many how many years ago was that? Like three years ago. (laughs) It was like three years ago, and Evan still brings it up because he was Uh, loyal and he kept listening and he 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 did keep seeing. Brought it up. The difference is, I say so much stupid that like you guys slinging eventually forget about it and it doesn't get brought up again. So I think we still say we still talk about being. Emasculate. <laughs> I, I still stand by that one. I'm not arguing against emasculation, but I will stand by a demasculation. Uh, how it's that's when you're that's when you're stripped of your emasculation. Emasculation is a word that li- means literally the same thing as emasculation. It does. Since when? Since I looked it up. So if you die, are you de-born? <laughs> Since 1970. Well, technically, death yes. has de in front of it. So so af. Yeah, I wasn't listening to the, the beginning of what Chris, Chris was talking Chris's about. Chris's logic with the whole be born. It's the same as your logic. Chris, 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 got, Chris is talking about being de-assed. Yeah, de-assed. de-assed. <laughs> All right. So we need to put some ground rules because it is kind of awkward with Jake, flo- floating head Jake. So we just have to make sure to not talk over each other like we've been doing the last 30 minutes <laughs> how how delayed are we for you like jacob can you tell is it pretty uh well not being there i don't know i actually, <laughs> I, actually was just, I was hoping you would respond so I damn could it tell. jake that makes too much sense <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Cold Bowl Podcast. I am Troy and I'm here with my cold bros. What's up, guys? What's up? Hey there. How are you? I am present. Present. We're we're doing something new uh, today. We uh, we have four of us together and uh, Jake is not here, but he's here. He's here, but he's not here. I am here, but I'm not there. Yes. Through the power of technology, we have technology. <laughs> so there, there may be some slight lag, but I uh, thought Scott was going to say through the power of faith, <laughs> Jake has arrived. We all prayed at the same time. <laughs> Jake, I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, so uh, what's going on, you guys? What have you guys been up to? Oh, man. What have we been up to? I'll go first. Please I have been watching and I'm caught up on uh, Peacemaker. You like it? I love it. I do think you? it's I think it's hilarious. The pilot grossed me out. Oh, like, dude. I did not like it. It is. It was hilarious. It is. It's just. It's just. It, the way that like so Suicide Squad or the Suicide Squad, whichever the movie was that it, it's the um, oh, spinoff Suicide of. Squad. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's it like it it um it's the same it's on the same level and I I love the intro everything like it's it's so funny it's great um John Cena is hilarious and um he just plays a very likable but unlikable douchebag mm-hmm. um so and himself. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then his, his pet Eagle Eagly is fan fantastic. Okay. Like it's, it's hilarious. You're going to say fan F fantastic. I you? was, but I didn't want to. And you like looked at the space bar to mark it. Fan fastic. Fan fupa. So, uh, so uh, John Cena or so Peacemaker gets out funny, funny enough. His, uh, his, the character's name is actually Chris. Funny enough, mm-hmm. so Chris. Anyway, he gets out of prison and, uh, goes to get his, the Eagle from his dad. Such and an unusual the name. Eagle gives him a hug and it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Like a bald Eagle is hugging John Cena. I, I can't think of anything <laughs> more American than that. <laughs> Getting a hug. From is, a is he wearing cut off jean shorts? No, uh, he no. wears his underwear constantly and it makes me, he looks so weird and unlike shorts, like wrestlers yeah. wear spandex, you I, know? But John Cena in those white shorts looks so weird. I've talked that's about why. how he's just a weird body. Yeah, he, he like does he just have a weird shape. Shaped body. Yeah, weird. Yeah. That's why he wore George. Like he looks normal in George to me. Like but honestly, when he wears like trunks and like he looks yeah. bizarre. Yeah. Like honestly, like the way his forearms look, he he like it reminds me of of Popeye. Like honestly, just he just doesn't have the the thin. You know, he's dude. Just, I've been saying for a while that the next big million dollar franchise, billion dollar franchise, is like. A live action Popeye. They did a live action. They did Popeye. One with, uh, no, no, Robin but like Williams. like with modern, like a huge oh, yeah. budget. Like I think it'd be mm. dope. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I would support that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I the old I one was with the girl. The girl from uh, the Shining was Olive Oil. Yeah, yeah, so. right. Yeah, that was and, yeah. and Robin Williams said Popeye. Yeah. But like, uh, you have to make it like super graphic content. He's got the same squinky eye. That's what he said. Mm. Like Popeye, yeah, that was eats a good one. Spinach and then literally murders people. Interesting. I don't think so. Why not? Because it needs to be like swashbuckling, like Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, or you're not going to make your billion dollars back. <laughs> oh, you should trust me. I'm a Hollywood producer. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, get Jerry Bruckheimer to do it. Yeah, um, yeah, Peacemaker is what I've been watching. So. Nice. so you're saying I should give it another chance? Um, I think you should watch at least two or one or two more episodes. Who's buzzing? Uh, that's that's me. It's uh, my daughter's calling. I'm gonna go answer this in just a sec. But um, yeah, what have you guys been up to? And there I'm he goes. Go. <laughs> Say I'm gonna go. Me. I watched a documentary on Disney Plus called The Rescue. Uh, it's about the, the <laughs> no, it is about the um Thai 11 year old, the, the 12 Thai boys that got stuck in that cave. Oh, they had to get rescued I mean, out really of there. Good. Interesting. Although, guys, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm not joking when I say that, like, my butthole was puckered so tight the entire movie. It but you know what most- happens, huh? <laughs> you know they're dude. fine, <laughs> dude. Sir, for real, you know, you know how it ends. I I remember watching this on the news, and you know how it ends. And I still, it was the most terrifying. Well, I mean, they had to go cave diving because it was all underwater so i mean i don't want to give too much of it away because everyone needs to go watch this movie but there was moments where i stopped breathing i i did not realize i would cry as much as i did in that movie uh wow that good there was there was it was the most like the plan to get the kids out is absolutely bad insane it is so crazy like 
absolutely bonkers. Jake, my mom was telling me about that documentary. She said it's unreal. I mean, absolutely one of the most so so the 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 other documentary I watched on that on that was over a year ago. It was the free solo documentary. Oh yeah. And yeah. that one had my heart racing because it because he was the stakes are high. He he could die because he's free soloing a three thousand foot cliff, but the lives of 12, 11 year old children are not at risk in this. And they don't have to like swim for a mile and a half underwater through a cave system that is flooding. And if the rains start because it's monsoon season and if the monsoon starts, then they're just dead. There's not, there's nothing you can do. They're going to drown. Did the children have to swim for a mile underwater? Dude. Dude, you got to watch it. It is because the the problem was, is that when they first went diving in there, they got into the first chamber where they were able to get into air. And this was like three, four days after the, the, the cave had flooded, they get into this first chamber and they're and they find four random guys who were in that cave that also got stranded in there. And they, they tried helping these guys out of the cave. And it was like a hundred yards they had to swim in the water. And they said that those guys, they got, they went under the water. And after 30 seconds, they started panicking and started pulling on the divers and trying to steal the oxygen from the divers and doing all this stuff. And they were like going, we cannot, that's a hundred yards. These kids have to go, uh, what is it? 1600 yards is a mile. So a mile and a half is I'm doing math on, on 24, which is bad. 2,400 yards. Right. Right. With these 11 year old kids that they're, that are absolutely going to panic if they put their heads underwater. So they're like, it, it is absolutely the most bonkers story I've ever seen. And it seriously I, I, I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. It was emotional. It was awesome. Huh. So I recommend everyone watch that documentary. They cast a live action movie now. <laughs> all <laughs> 11 children. All, <laughs> all have to be Thai because we're not P- trying to. Peter, Peter Dinklage. Um, <laughs> Peter Nguyen. Hogs, hog, horns, hog swoggle, horn swoggle, whatever swoggle. his name is. Um. I don't know any more. Warwick Davis. Uh, Warwick Davis. <laughs> I can't do this. I can't. I don't know. 11 door or 12 doors. <laughs> so, uh, Jake, have, have you happened to also watch that other climbing documentary? I think it's on Disney as well. Uh, the one that happened recently, the guy that free solos, but specifically he does mixed climbing of rock and ice. No, so he's doing these crazy. It's kind of the same idea. It's called cliffhanger. <laughs> so good. Doing these insane climbs, but it's a combination of rock and ice. Um, so he's having. To I need switch. to look into it. It's called Rice. Dude, it's, it's nuts. He like spoiler. This is big news. He died, but the documentary is unreal. It's really really cool. Check it out. Is it on the Disney Plus? Free solo. Died. No, 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 different guy. Different oh, guy. it's on okay. Disney Plus. Uh, I can't remember if it's on Disney or on Netflix. The dude uh, dies. Yeah, yeah I'm not watching yeah. it. In the documentary? <clears throat> not well. They talk about it in the documentary. Oh. Um, Did he die? So he died during like post production. Uh, no, they still like, they were getting ready to go and film him Oh my! and goodness. he, uh, he like disappeared 
and didn't tell the production where he was. A rock and fell on his hand. And like he doesn't and, have a cell phone. He's like a yeah. weird dude, like super weird guy. And he went off uh, somewhere up in Alaska, I think, um, with a friend and they were climbing and they didn't check in. And there was a big avalanche and they were both killed. Jeez. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Is that, is that, did they, did that guy die? Like, was that in Free Solo? Cause there was a couple guys that died while they were no, filming no, Free they, Solo and he gets the news and it was a part of the story. I don't believe so. I don't believe that it's. Do you have a name for this documentary? Uh, I'll look it up. I don't remember it. Uh, hang on. I'll find is it. Is it on Disney Plus? I think it's on Disney. Anyway, it, you, you got to watch the rescue. It is the yeah, that craziest sounds, story. That sounds pretty. That does sound really because really documentaries can get on my nerves because they always have some angle they're pushing. Like this they one is just telling. Yeah, yeah, this one. Like, what angle do you push? You know, so right. it's like it's not political or anything. So pro, I'm it pro is. Kid, so. It does talk about like the 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 divers that went because the divers are going to get these kids and then the the they get told like three days or two days before they're going to go do it to go save the kids they get told oh by the way the laws in Thailand are crazy and if one of the kids dies while you're bringing them back then you can be held responsible and you're going to go to a Thai prison. Jeez, and where are the divers from? England, America, and Australia. So the political angle, they're like, all of these divers are Republicans <laughs> and all these, well, the divers all are all like Trump Wait, supporting divers. We're just, we're just, uh, we're volunteering our time to come save these kids. And if one of the kids dies, then we're going to tie prison. Like it was crazy. It's, I don't want to give too much of it away. Cause it is a nuts story. It's bonkers. And, um, I'm adding it to and, my, my backlog. Yeah. Anything, anything I say would, will, uh, will ruin one of the like gut wrenching moments of the movie. So anyway, sorry, it's called the Alpinists. It's on Amazon. The Al what? The Alpinist. Is that like the, a pianist? The, the <laughs> yes. Alpinist. The Alpinist. Uh, yeah. So that's on Amazon. It came out last. He's year. only 12 inches tall. Yeah. <laughs> when he's standing up. <laughs> the 12 inch Alpinist. <laughs> <laughs> only when he's standing up, when he's like <clears throat> slumping over and stuff, he's Less. Yeah, this, <laughs> this conversation has been redacted. <laughs> redacted. Redacted. Um, That's I've, what I've been doing. I don't know what I've been doing. I'll tell oh. you what I've been doing because I brought up the word backlog earlier. I have been... <laughs> Funny name. Backlog. <laughs> I have been almost obsessively playing video games recently that I haven't beat before. That doesn't sound like that, you. That have been on my backlog. No, but it, it's almost giving me anxiety. Because I'm trying. No, to that doesn't sound like you either. No, that doesn't. <laughs> Video games anxiety. That's not, no, that's not me. Mm-mm. I chug Mountain Dew. Um, but anyway, I've been I've been replaying old games that I've played too because I want to. So I added it to my backlog. <laughs> so I've been playing games like Fable, like Dead Space. Like oh, dude, Age Fable's Wars, the right? one that we used to cut class yeah. in high school to go play Fable. Fable's Fable's so charming. at your grandparents' yeah, house. That was crazy. Oh, I have, okay. but yeah. I but I'm playing it again. Dead Space Two yeah. terrified me. Yeah, it's it was gross. so scary. Dead Space One terrified me. Yeah, I never played the first. Those games were well, and the weird bonkers. thing too is if you play Dead Space on Game Pass, they have like a a making of this game, and the the creatures that you fight are like morphed people mm-hmm. uh, with like their bones sticking out all mm-hmm. grossly, but the 
people that made the game said, yeah, we looked at pictures of uh, car crashes, mangled bodies and car crashes. Golly. Yeah, right? So when I was looking at this like thing on the screen, I was like, this is inspired by a corpse mangled like a, corpse it like oh, it grossed me I out i don't like that yeah i don't either it makes me feel uncomfortable but when, once i heard it that, makes I my like, butt pucker in a different way a, a bad way, in a bad way. <laughs> yeah much bad good way is a percolate <laughs> percolating <laughs> a percolate percolate um so anyway that's that's what i've been up to playing mucho video games Nice. Like a lot, and uh, which is also part of the reason why I need to exercise more. <laughs> <laughs> we all need to exercise more, except yes. for Scott, that good-looking son of a gun. Well, um, well, look at them guns on Scott. Oh yeah, I uh, a few weeks ago I went to the Los Scott Angeles had to range. check the camera, <laughs> <laughs> and then he flexed. Yeah, I, I, I didn't flex. I did check the camera though. <laughs> Whenever Jose sits next to any male, he's always like, "Fuck them!" Oh, dear. <laughs> Sit next to Wilbur. Also, I had dinner with uh, Brian uh, earlier this weekend, oh, and uh, very nice. He he did mention that Jose is kind of a sixth character on our podcast. He gets brought up so much. Is Brian Wil- Wilbur as well? And I was like, I was like, Brian is also a seventh character. Like mm-hmm. Jose and Brian are basically our mascots, is what I told him. Two, two more and we have the fellowship. It, oh, <laughs> what's up? Um, sorry if you can hear my kids running around upstairs. Sorry. Make them um, stop. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Did you remember the episode when uh when Chris's kid Grayson came in? Yeah, that was the best. I, I saved those. That was the absolute <laughs> best. Dude. That was the cutest thing ever. <laughs> like 30 minutes later. This is what they look like when they're on. <laughs> I save those to make like a commercial or something. <laughs> it's way good. Uh, anywho, uh, I went to. Uh, so my first NFL game this year was with Jake and Scott. Oh, man, um, that sounds like fun. It yeah, was yeah, the best I, time. Chris and I were recording while you guys were watching that game. It was the best time. And I would have liked the Packers loved Cardinals game. In that would be great. And I got to go a few weeks ago to the Raiders game, uh, and it was the final game of the season where they played uh, the Chargers, <clears throat> and it was a deciding game of one of those teams is going to go to the playoffs. The winner of that game went to the playoffs. It was a terrific game, and uh, since then, I haven't really done anything fun. I've just been working, <laughs> so that was the last fun thing that I did, the, the last interesting thing that I did. Didn't, didn't you say that you watched Reacher? Oh uh, yeah, no, I did watch Reacher. Yeah, Dude, that's like Brock Lesnar's younger brother, Dude, that guy uh, Alan Richardson. He's, he's super big. He's also super handsome. He Holy is. I, I showed <laughs> this person. You know him? Yeah. So he was in. Like, Actually, I do. No, I. He plays Aquaman. He, what in DC? What DC show was he in? Aquaman and Smallville. Aquaman also, and Smallville. also Teen Titans. He's uh, it's really a bad actor. He's really bad actor. I would see like Henry Cavill better. He's fine in Reacher. Yeah, I think he's fine. So I haven't read the Jack Reacher books. Um, but they're apparently so the the Jack Reacher in the books is portrayed as Autistic. a massive like six foot four, two hundred and seventy yeah, pounds barrel. So like Tom Cruise ish looking. Just yeah. exactly like Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you think of Tom Cruise standing on so, a box. So apparently the author addressed that and he was like, We just needed star power. That's all. Like that's all it was. So anyway, they're they made this series and they're trying to stay true to the books. And I talked to my friend who read the books. He's like, Oh yeah, they're like way true to the books. Um, where he's just 
giant and intimidating and scared. Like he's so big that just walking down the street, people like take a second look at him because he's just so yeah, big. He's massive. Um, and he also is just no BS straight to the point. Doesn't like never minces, minces words, says exactly what he means. Um, I kind of like the movies, to be honest. Like I they, do too. I they were kind of underrated. I like the movies too, yeah. sp- specifically the first one. Yeah. Uh, I never series, saw the second one. This series was really, really good. Um, I don't want to spoil anything. There is one scene of Tata's? incredibly gratuitous violence, but not the violence being enacted. It's post violence. I, so I think you know what you're talking about. I watched. I've watched two episodes. It was an yeah, episode yeah, two. It's in the second episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the, it's like Ooh. there's only it's like aftermath. Aftermath. It's and a crime it's scene. Like, whoa yeah it was like it was a lot it's pretty nuts, and that's where it's pretty nuts yeah <laughs> yeah so that's that's where Wait, you describe them as pretty <laughs> so when you read about the nudity being in the show i think there's only two scenes of nudity that's one of them and it's violence and then the other one is like i don't want to see that yeah it's it was pretty brutal like most of that stuff never makes my stomach churn, but that one, I was that like, one was, that one was pretty crazy. Oh, um, wow. yeah. I, you know, I was, uh, there was a, there was a couple people in, uh, in the show that I was kind of surprised as well. Um, speaking of Smallville, uh, Kristen Crook. Mm, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. She was in jail. She, I thought she was, I thought she was like, what was completely, she in jail for? Uh, Are you serious? She yeah. was, she ran a slave ring. No, no, she was, what? she was part of it. Or she was part of it. Literally, she, she, was, like, she, she, she would recruit literally. girls for a sex slave. Oh, it was her. Okay. Yeah, okay. Her and Mack. I knew that Allison Mack did. I yeah. didn't know that she Chris, did it well, too. Well, she was a part of it. Kristen Crook wow. was, was, I can't remember which one. Was I would have worse. joined too if I knew she was in it. Right? Yeah, yeah that's a lot of her. They wouldn't take you. No, it was like it was like a slave, a sex Whatever, slave Jack cult Reacher. thing, and like it was this whole thing that that came out like five or six years ago or whatever, maybe longer. And I, so when she was, when she was in that show, I was super shocked that she would. Like, well, now I'm shocked because I thought that yeah. I thought that she her, was good. I feel really shocked. Over. Shocking. Shock. Utterly uh, shocked. Dude, so, sorry. Go ahead. Shocked? What's her name? <laughs> I don't want to interrupt a joke, Chris. No, I was going to say, speaking of violence, I was going to bring up another show. Oh, but did you have more to riff on? No, I was going to bring up what I've been up to. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) what are you riffing on now, Scott? I was going to say because Amazon Prime is Reacher is on, and the Vox Machina show was on there. Oh, right, the Critical Role cartoon, and I kind of don't like it. Oh, I don't know why. Like it's it's like a story that I love, and then it's just like so. It's like all these characters, but all the time. Mm. Instead of like a four-hour show, they like mm. here's a sex joke, sex joke, sex joke. It's over and over and over, and it's like not working at all. Oh. <laughs> and the violence is gross. Like I'm not really one to complain about violence, but like they cut off somebody's head right from the is from it, the eyebrows, and it's animated. Yeah, and then oh. the, the head flips and lands on somebody else's head, uh, like a hat. That's and great. That's comedy. It's that's not. Great. It's not Gold. funny at all. Gold, Jerry. Amazing. <laughs> So anyway, I, I think it's poopy. Huh. Sorry, Scott. Go ahead. So I've been watching Murderville. Well, not Dude, been watching, but I watched funny. the first episode. It was Conan. super funny. It was good. Dude, Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> terrific. That, that's the next episode. Like, that's it episode is so two. good. It, it's it's kind of clunky. Just because obviously it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, unscripted. So the, the concept is one person doesn't have the script. And it's like the celebrity guest. Yeah. yeah right. and, and it's funny because you can tell the actors are trying to stay on script, but Conan is just like riffing. And so he's like talking to that little girl and she just, and he's like, this conversation, basically saying this conversation doesn't make any sense. I'm trying to ask you something, but you're just, just cause she's like, 
just sticking to her script. It was kind of, it was, kind of it was really, really great. I loved, I, I actually texted Chris um, when he's trying to ask questions. Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien is. And uh, Will Arnett is just pouring hot sauce all over <laughs> on a sloppy, Joe. sloppy Joe making him and eat. making him eat it. <laughs> and he keeps like the sloppiest sandwich you'll ever eat. <laughs> the, wettest, the wettest sandwich you've ever had. The Will Arnett is like crying, laughing, just like pouring more hot sauce on his sandwich. Every every time Conan like takes his hand away from the plate, there's more hot sauce being poured. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was so Funny. Uh, it's like I this, gotta watch this. It's the stupidest show, but it like <laughs> d- direct connection to my funny bone. Dude. Like, yeah. Where where can you find it on Netflix? Ne- Netflix. Netflix. Uh, Will, Will Arnett has endeared to dude, me so much. He's so good. He's <laughs> so good. I love Will Arnett. When the the fourth episode has Camille Nunjiani, mm, it's funny. Have you seen it? Yeah, when it's he's probably the best one. When he's, he's asking him about his, his girlfriend's name or his crush's name from high school. Yeah, and Kumail's just like. I'm not going to tell you that. And so he <laughs> just keeps trying whole... to work. He just keeps trying to work it in. He's just like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, I, I mean, you dated around a lot. I mean, what was her name? You dated in high school. Oh, that <laughs> girl looks like that. Your ex group. What's her name? What's your her ex? name? What's your <laughs> name? Like, I am never going to tell you. But then you other that. actors are like, oh, what's your, remember your girlfriend from high school? What's her name? <laughs> it's like really, really extras. Good. <laughs> yeah, funny. it's really, really good. <laughs> they go to watch this. Do, I look, his lovable, do I look lovable to you? <laughs> Close your eyes. Open them. Open your eyes. And it's just like <laughs> it's it's funny. Yeah, this, this great sounds, show. Sounds great. great. Sorry, to, sorry to hijack your. What have you been up to, Scott? But it's great. You did way better than I would have. So let's just move on. <laughs> no one gave Scott the script. <laughs> oh man. So what's our topic today, Troy? Oh, my Reese gosh. went to a football game, right? Yeah, yeah. What was well, yeah. the Chargers played? Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did that. Went to the football game leading into the playoffs. And then what uh, happens at the end of the playoffs? Uh the Super Bowl. What? what? Maybe Super we should Bowl talk happened. about something like that. That was like two days ago. We talked the, about yeah, sports. Ancient history. The world championship for two days ago. Yeah, when you America. listen to this, <laughs> when you listen to this, it was like a month ago. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. Especially if I'm editing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure this one will come out before. So that the, Peter Dinklage joke that Jake dropped, you're not going to get it. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously you have no idea who that is. <laughs> Peter Dinky? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, the Super Bowl just happened, guys. Uh, I thought it was a great game, regardless of of whatever team you're rooting for. I thought the last Rams beat boring. the Bengals really happy by three. White Rams win. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but the the big talking point was that halftime show. Everybody Scott hated the one that Scott hated. Well, I'm representing. The, I, I'm I'm representing those who did not like it. I'm pretty indifferent today. I am boomer. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken on role of boomer. Scott. Scott's representing the old codgers. I'll be the, the Gen Z. And I'll be Codgers like, sounds like a really names? racist term. <laughs> It's not. It's, I know, it's but ages. it sounds it's like ages. it. <laughs> we should we should do like a role play thing. He'll be uh, Scott will be a boomer. Uh, Chris will be Gen Z. You'll be millennial, and I'll be a Gen. I'll, or you'll be a Gen X millennial. And Jake, no, and Jake no will be cap. A I am the best Gen. Jake will here. be a Phoenician. <laughs> <laughs> Jake will be a Phoenician. <laughs> a Phoenician nurse, and I'll just be like, "Who are these guys? I don't understand. I don't get it." <laughs> Did you say I'm Gen Z? No, you Gen X. So uh, the Super Bowl halftime show <laughs> had. A surprise edition right in the middle of it. Like, I didn't let's, know let's 50 Cent was, was going to be in it. 
So it was, it was Doc, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, um, Mary J. Blige and um, Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick. And then 50 Cent showed up out of nowhere. Like upside down. Upside down. My aunt Patty, when, when, when they, when he came on and then everybody was like, Oh, it's 50 Cent and stuff. And she's like, who? 50 cents? And I'm like, it's half a dollar. So, no, seriously, yeah. At Patty, she was so confused. It was 50 like, cents, but he was looking more like a buck 50. Yeah. Yeah. So, he got hit by that inflation real hard. <laughs> so I think that the thing that that should be pointed out is the Super Bowl was played in the new SoFi Stadium in inflation. Los Angeles. That's a pretty good joke, by the way. <laughs> so it was in the new stadium. Give it a few minutes and Chris will get there. I was like suppressing it. <laughs> Reese just moved on. Like it wasn't hilarious. <laughs> you know, it was great. But hey, hey, Jake, Jake, Jake. Say it again. Joke. Great joke, dude. Great. <laughs> say it again. I'm definitely Actually, going to take not. credit for I'm it. definitely going to take credit for it and not say that I found it on Twitter, but it definitely was mine. Um, Ew, you use Twitter? So the Super Bowl was held in. I only lurk. I don't participate. Oh, good. You can still respect me. And uh, Snoop. That thing I do. That thing you do. (laughs) Snoop, Dre, and Kendrick Kendrick. are all from LA. Mm -hmm. And like they're all like, I think Snoop and Dre have both kind of crowned Kendrick as the new king of West Coast hip hop and like the king of LA. Um, He's awesome. And then obviously Eminem, not from LA. I think he resides in LA now, uh, but he's from Detroit area, which is where uh, Stafford came from. Yeah, and so uh, he was there because he's closely connected with Dre. And then Fifty is there because he's closely connected with, with M. Dre and M. M. Um, and he's from New York. And Mary J. Blige is from New York. Um, and so that was kind of interesting, but. I think the coolest thing is like they were all the late nineties, early two thousands. Like they owned except for Kendrick. Yeah. Except for Kendrick. Right. 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 (laughs) Yeah. I did think it was unusual. He was there. Like, I like, I like Kendrick, Mm -hmm. but I was like, why is he there? I think, I think that he was there specifically because of the LA was the game busy. Like (laughs) game was probably in prison. (laughs) 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 They couldn't get TI. Oh, he's Atlanta. Yeah. TI is Atlanta, but I do like the game. Uh, The game's got an awesome 1992 is one of the greatest hip hop albums ever in my opinion. Uh, Anyway, that halftime show for me was the greatest halftime show I've ever seen in Super Bowl. I, I loved every second of it. It was like the best. It was yeah. It was good. Like I, I, was I don't know if I would call it the best. I really liked the weekend. His halftime show was pretty good. It was, it was very Dude, nostalgic. The weekend sure. is not a real person. Like that that person, he's like an algorithm made to make smash hits. After <laughs> single, his music is I don't, really. I don't know good. how he does it. Every single song he makes is a banger. Yeah, I mean it's it's almost like he's like he's almost as good as Drake. Oh my! <laughs> Can we turn Reese's mic off now? This is his house. Actually, I, I can turn leave. Reese down. <laughs> no, um, as good as Drake. I made eye contact with Chris when I said that because I know how he Chris maintained eye contact. It was gross. Um, <laughs> it was gross. But so, so I made the joke. I very much enjoyed that that halftime show. I liked the set. I thought the set was awesome. Yeah, the set was. Cool. Um, I liked. Although I felt the bad fact for the people behind the stage. <laughs> that was, I felt bad. I was like, they can't see it. Sorry. Anyway, sorry. I stepped you over. You felt bad for people on the 50 yard line at a Super Bowl. Yes. 
But I did like uh, as me did Ms. Me <laughs> <laughs> as me did. <laughs> I, I didn't hear what happened there, but it, I'm seeing everyone's reaction. It must Chris have been had a funny. stroke. Because uh, what happened? I, I like turned into a caveman. <laughs> oh, okay. You pulled a Jake, right? We had good view couch. <laughs> my, I think my favorite part is when uh, Dre and Snoop started singing "California Love" by Pac. And then M took a knee and then Snoop Dogg started crip walking while wearing a friggin' crip bandana on his clothing. Did you happen to see the, the, uh, the booth, the, one of the guys from the booth zoomed his camera in like his cell phone on Snoop crouched on the stairwell of oh, one of the set pieces smoking weed. <laughs> smoking weed. I was like, man, I love that. No I way. Think it, yeah. It's funny because that, I was the group I was watching it with. They're like, I bet you a hundred dollars that he's high. And I'm like, of course, a hundred dollars. They're like, look, look, like leaked evidence of Snoop smoking marijuana. I was like, dude, you don't, I don't need, need I was, any I was, evidence. You don't need all. a cell phone. video. <laughs> I was looking at the, the sports betting app and there's a prop bet on there that said will snoop be high for the halftime show and i was like he's never not yeah, high. that's the easiest bet to make ever that's just free money right there like mm-hmm. that's his brand yeah absolutely mm-hmm. he is weed mm-hmm. <laughs> weed is snoop um i thought that was machine gun kelly yeah it's machine gun kelly. so i made it i made a little bit joke earlier about the the generational thing and i'm just gonna explain it because obviously none of it in whatever mm-hmm. um but so i guess nbc or somebody made a tweet and said something about um, this halftime show being for millennials Mm -hmm. and a bunch of Gen Gen Xers got on Twitter and were super offended. Like they like took that very offense. So everybody, so it just considering Dre got big in the early nineties before any millennial millennial was you're you're a millennial. You're on the older side of millennial. Okay. Very early. Like elderly millennial or whatever. Elder millennials. Yeah. But yeah, so it's all kind of silly. Yeah, it is. And people have like really focused on it. Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. I th- I think pe- people like to make stupid things a thing because like, so, <laughs> but like the, welcome to the cold the whole, podcast. <laughs> that's our thing. You can't take our thing. That's our thing. We uh, make things things. You should sue them. But like people were really using it as like a an insult. Like oh, there's millennials, right? Uh-huh. But when you say it now, you're like insulting like a almost forty year old man, right? right. <laughs> With like a mortgage, <laughs> and like we don't really get offended by anything, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, not like boomers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. damn boomers. <laughs> I think or, or the next generation. Funny. It's because Gen X uh, is called boomers. Yeah. <laughs> Gen X is kind of lost. Uh-huh. Boomers, fifty cents. Why is this guy named after candy? <laughs> candy? <laughs> what was it that I saw? Uh, I think it was on, it was like a tweet or something. And someone was just saying how uh, he was so happy to finally have uh, a halftime show that didn't feel like it was for his parents, like with the who or, you know, Aerosmith or something like that. That's that tweet. That, and that picture I sent you. Was it? Did, uh, yeah. did you say, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, then his kids were like, who's that? <laughs> He's like, ah. You're like, oh yeah, they're they're doing it for young people like me. Yeah, like, yeah. Wait, and then it took about ten minutes for you to go. Ah, oh, damn it! Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not that young person. I'm the old person. They're doing the halftime so, show for. So, oh my gosh. So Scott, as a resident boomer, why didn't you like the halftime show? That, that's okay. I said I would argue this. There's literally no argument. It's just a taste in music. Right? It was it was kind of funny because. <laughs> it was funny because my uh 
my my folks were in town to watch uh to visit Boomer. and uh when <laughs> i i was watching it and like my wife and i and and her sister and my brother-in-law were all like bouncing with the music and we're singing along with the music because we all know the music for all these all these guys and i look over at my dad and he has got (laughs) my dad has the uh, equal parts of like confusion and disgust on his face as he's watching (laughs) as he's watching the the halftime show he's just like what is happening on the tv right now and i was like yeah yeah that that's that's him that was the same that was the same look he had when Katy perry was on it was the same look he had when the weekend was on it's the same look he had when like because it's songs we grew up with so we said and we were like i was because my my father-in-law did not like it (laughs) he was like he was like offended to his very core but he was the only one in the room that didn't know the songs okay yeah right (laughs) When into club started playing, yeah, and everybody's like, like singing along like, with Dude, it. This is twenty five years ago that mm-hmm. were that these songs came out. Like, I was like, you think you? I think I'm out of touch. Imagine the levels of out of touch you are, sir. Yeah. So, <laughs> Laura and and her girlfriends were in Vegas, uh, and they were at the airport during the halftime show, so they couldn't watch it. Uh, they were coming home, and so I Facetimed my wife so her and all of her girlfriends could watch the halftime show and they're literally standing like in the what is that called the causeway the the space in between yeah, the big hallway yeah the big Sir, hallway going between. to the air to the airplane um the terminal i don't know whatever that's called and they were all standing in there like dancing around and i'm like man they probably look like giant idiots right now <laughs> oh they just look like they're making a tiktok yeah, I guess so. But it was just funny because like kind of like to your to your point, for a certain generation, that thing was like so nostalgic. Yeah. It was it was terrific. They sounded great. Mm-hmm. Uh I think somebody mentioned the set. The yeah, the set, set was awesome. Awesome. Uh the transitions were really good. Um, yeah. And I think that the the biggest argument boomers had is just they were just left out and they yeah. don't like being left out. Right. Well, and like even people I like I even saw people trying to play the race card because the only non uh, African-American person there was Eminem. Well, it was, it was hip hop. Right. But Why? like they were just like, there's no white people represented there. And I'm like, so why do they need to be represented? I don't know. Right. Well, the, like my uh, father in law, I'm not saying he's racist. Yeah, he just, he just, he didn't say, but, he, but. Uh, no, he, he was just like, he's like, don't they know who their audience is? And it's like, well, I mean, it's a pretty dang wide audience. It's a huge so, audience. Like, I mean, it's the biggest sport in America. Sorry, the boomers had to be left out this time. Like they had, they had like a big long run of. Listen, uh, I watched Tom Petty yeah. at the halftime show before. We, we, I've watched was, the Who at the halftime show. I've watched. Petty was like my favorite halftime show. <laughs> I love Tom. Yeah, I'm I like not complaining. Music. I'm just saying if that that's the music we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. They, so it's easier to cross generations going back in time. It's harder to go, but like, um, it, it's harder for a millennial to get into Zoomer music than it is for a, like a millennial to get into Boomer music. But when when do have we already started transitioning to the point where like we see the music that our kids listen to? And we just don't get it, and we're just like, uh, "What?" I've like, been there maybe for a while. Sometimes, sometimes I've like, listened, like I've that, to music that, that's mumble that. rap. I have a hot take because I, I I enjoyed the halftime show. Yeah, it's yeah. music I grew up with, and I liked it. Yeah, but all it did is remind me of how much better music is now. 
Hmm. Really? Yeah, definitely. Interesting. No, I don't yeah. agree. Yeah. I, I, I think music agree. because we have much many more options. That's not a hot take. That's not a hot take. That's a take. Yeah, I would say music as a whole might be better. Yeah. But it's like rap, more... rap has elevated since then. It's I don't think Snoop was ever a good artist. I think he was just a personality. You shut your whore mouth. I, yeah, he's more of a personality. What's, sorry, I'm just really being offensive. I'm, I'm, I don't mean to. I'm just, I'm just going. Dre is the mo- one of the most influential artists of all time, but mm-hmm. I don't think his albums were that great, and they're pretty like offensive and <laughs> not not even like in terms of. I don't mean offensive like the way we do now. I mean he's talking about like killing women mm-hmm. and <laughs> raping them and stuff. Like it's it's pretty bad mm-hmm. the lyrics. So it all it did is remind me of how much that genre has matured. And I think music's better now. Mm. Interesting. That is interesting. Oh especially when you have oh, something yeah, like Kendrick there. Kendrick's amazing. Kendrick's amazing. Kendrick is is unbelievable. Yeah. And to ha- to hear someone like Eminem who I, I think most people, most people that listen to hip hop and most hip hop artists will all agree that Eminem kind of is the best. I don't, I don't he's de- he's I think, he I think is definitely people, on Mount Rushmore. He's on Mount yeah. Rushmore. And For sure. to have him openly state, he's like, I believe that Kendrick Lamar isn't just the best lyricist of this generation. Mm-hmm. I think he's the best lyricist of all time. Mm-hmm. To have to hear Eminem, who is a terrific lyricist, um, give that kind of praise to Kendrick. Like, I kind of wanted Kendrick to have more time in that show. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, he was he was unbelievable. But I so that is an interesting conversation. I don't even didn't think we were going to get into something like that, though, Chris. Yeah, that's of, me. like if music Mr. is, get into is it. better now or not. I think that um I think that that could be argued both ways because right now you have so much BS hip hop that is mainstream. Like oh my mumble gosh. rap, mumble, mumble rap's like, like gone, dude. That's like six. But years like, ago. but there's still tons of crap and garbage. Like Island that. Boys, there's, there's, yeah, there's great. <laughs> no, I think I think also part of the argument is that like because of the music that came before, all the music now is essentially built off of the music that came before. Doesn't mean so, it's better though. So I mean. That's that's the thing. Better Troy taking the role of boomer here, but better or worse is just uh, it's all subjective. It's all an opinion, right? Right. So that's what I'm saying is that you can sit here and talk about this band being influenced by the Beatles or being influenced by you know whoever. Speaking of bands, and, Chris and, hates, and you can talk about, but you can talk about that, and it's the same with anything. It's the same with movies and and, and any genre. But like, but um, but rap. We're we're literally talking about how the music today has mm-hmm. evolved. But then you also pay respects to the music that came before that, the the rap that came before that, and also the rap that came before that. You know, like we wouldn't have the Dr. Dre who was the music producer who gave us Eminem if we didn't have the Dr. Dre that was part of NWA, right? Yeah. And so it's like it's 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 these this aspect that builds upon itself. We and so you have, have Dr. Dre without disco. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. You're proving my point. Well, my my point is I'm not like I'm not arguing that what you're like. There's there's credence to what you're saying, Chris, and in the sense that music today has evolved and it's gotten better in, in many ways. But there are a lot of people who still think that the music then is better because that's the predecessor that came before. I just love music. Yeah. Like, I'm not, like I said before, I liked every song that was played. Yeah, yeah. I just love music, and I refuse to be the guy that's like music was better back in my day. Yeah, because, Scott. Yeah, Scott. 
Boom. Yes, Scott. <laughs> yeah, Scott's getting really true. mad. That he are took you this, are you upset? It wasn't the mighty mighty Boston's, <laughs> dude. Next year's Super Bowl halftime show needs to be the mighty mighty Boston's Streetlight Manifesto. Less than Jake. Less uh, than Jake. Real big fish. It's going to be great. Me first in the gaming game. I would love to there see really a Scott halftime show. A Scott halftime show would be, would be great. And so and Scott, Scotty can be out there skanking the whole time. That'd I think it's great. funny that I'm like that guy right now. When, <laughs> like Troy was way more into Scott than I ever was. <laughs> Don't deflect on me. You're, you're just like the Scott guy. That's your. Well, so Troy, just because it's half my name. Listen, <laughs> Scott, Scott's the one that wore the Scott Squad uh, T-shirt all the time. That's true. Well, Troy, Troy brought up a good, a good uh Believe it or not, a good point of like <laughs> when something is is not when, shirt, when something is is it, it exists because of something else that exists, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And how that stands up on that thing. And one of the other things that came out in the Super Bowl was their commercials, mm-hmm. and ah. there was specifically a commercial for the new Lord of the Rings series coming out. Nice transition. There was also a Kanye West yeah. Super Bowl. I literally commercial. came up with that with that <laughs> with that segue. It's a good segue. I, I wanted like, to, oh yeah. What's I, wanted to, I wanted to bring up Kanye's Instagram account before you moved on. Uh, uh, let's talk about Kanye's Instagram. <laughs> Did you guys hear this? Did no. you guys see it at all? No. It was trending higher than the Super Bowl because he <laughs> what? was he was live Instagramming during the Super Bowl while he had that mask. He was on? taking pictures of of Kim and and he called him Skeet. Pete. <laughs> calling, he, he was he like calling Pete Skeet. Pete. Dude, that's super funny. <laughs> and he would zoom in and take pictures of him, and Kim's like. <laughs> You have to stop. He's going to get hurt. And he would post a screenshot of her saying that. <laughs> and he's like, y'all, nobody touched Skeet. He's mine. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And see, this is why Kanye is the greatest rapper of all time. <laughs> so I did see I did see a TikTok uh, that basically said it was a picture of, of Pete Davidson looking the way Pete Davidson was like a germ. And it was like, no, it's, yeah, like a germ. And it said, uh, can y'all believe that this is this is. The antagonist. Uh, this is the antagonist of Kanye West's life, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man, that's really great, dude." I <laughs> I saw one where it was Kanye when he was dressed like he had his head, his whole head and face painted silver, and he had that whole silver costume on head to toe, and then the the right next to it was Pete Davidson dressed up as Count Chocula, and it said, "This is the rap beef going on right now." <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys? see kanye's mask yeah the full Dude. face mask yeah and then he was like telling his friends how hot it was and they're like <laughs> cut holes in it and he's like but covid they're like well you can breathe better so he cut a mask in his mouth and his eyes <laughs> he covered everything <laughs> everything else that you weren't supposed to <laughs> he is so weird oh i'm dying <laughs> kanye is funny, so kanye loves lord of the rings by the way Does he? Yeah. <laughs> oh man that's awesome <laughs> so that trailer came out though yeah and i love barely it. a trailer it, i mean it's a teaser it was a teaser it was like here all- look at look at look at uh some scenery and well, here's part of uh, narnia is this supposed to be in images of characters and then that was it to be fair though that teaser had better production quality than all of wheel of time combined that's true that's it looked, true. That if nothing it overproduced, like, it, it, looked, it didn't look like a movie. It didn't look like a TV show. Uh-uh. It looked it, right? incredible. 
Yeah, looked unreal. It looked amazing I as far really as visually. Excited. I got really excited for it. I think it's going to be really cool. I'm just hoping I'm just here for like good content and visual something that looks visually great and something that's super not the Hobbit. Uh, <laughs> that's what I I'm think, here I think for. you're going to be wishing for the Hobbit after the show comes out. <laughs> Do you? I am. I am super hopeful that the show is good. I am not holding my breath. Yeah. At I, all. But I ner- hope it's good. I've I've been nervous for a while, and I feel like the teaser made me even more nervous about the show. Teaser. So and, what and about like it? The, and the what is it? The Vanity Fair. All the pictures and stuff that. that so, Troy, did you do research on this? Because no. you, you said you didn't know anything no. about it. I'm coming in. Uh, I'm coming in raw. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for warning. Maybe, wow. don't, maybe <laughs> don't ever say that again. Thanks like, for ever. Thanks that's for been, warning me. That's, <laughs> been, that's been redacted. <laughs> it's it, that, that. That's pretty ballsy. <laughs> usually, usually that's the, the predecessor to that is hey, bite the pillow. <laughs> Okay, um, I want to hear Scott. Why are you well, I, a line separate. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear Scott's reason why the teaser made him more nervous. Well, the because uh, the teaser honestly made me less nervous. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I guess <clears throat> I, I'm kind of conflating the the Vanity Fair stuff with the teaser, like all the the photos and and all that. Um, j- just like it seems like they're already. <laughs> changing characters um but like uh, honestly the the whole um r- race swapping thing not that i don't care that much about that like i get that it it technically doesn't make sense to have a black dwarf that like lives underground, lives underground with no stuff like, like i it doesn't technically make sense but like if but you're gonna cares, do it right the, the thing is though is it just if you want to have like People of color in Lord of the Rings, they do exist already. They're yeah, and it would be the, a, the Easterlings, yeah, Easterlings and the Southrons. Yeah. So like, who's getting who's getting gender bent or not gender bent? Uh, race changed. J- just a black dwarf, and then, there, and then there's, there's a race there's about there's elves. Like elves. There's a race okay. of dark skinned dwarves, elves, and hobbits. Right, mm-hmm. and but they literally so they they weren't in the lore originally, right? So they invented them. They made them up. Well, and and, uh, and they're not in the in the third age. So at some point there was some type of uh, racial cleansing. I don't know what. Oh, because if they're in the second age and they're not in the third age, well, I don't know. There wasn't before, but this is now implied through their their lore changes, right? Is that what you mean? Well, they're they they have confirmed that they're in the world of Peter Jackson's. Lord they is in is an Amazon. Yes, they're 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 building this at, in the same. So they have the right to change the original lore, apparently, and and, and the fact that there aren't any elves of color. So <laughs> I have that. a question for the Giffords. I've I've never read the Simmons Silmarillion. I never read the the Seal Marillion. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I love that. <laughs> it's my favorite cereal. Um, Besides life. There, is there enough characters in the Silmarillion to justify yes. not creating their own characters? Like Amazon, you know what I mean. The amount of characters in the Silmarillion is stupid. There are so many characters. Is it like on the, the on the same level as like Wheel of Time. I've never read Wheel of Time, but I've heard there's like two thousand named characters. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's 2000 named characters, 
but there's enough. There's enough named characters in the lore of well, and they're they're rich characters that are that that Tolkien spent his lifetime like crafting and putting together, and now they are they're. And again, I don't even want to talk about the race part. Like, I, 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 I get yeah. It. Like, it's does fine. the color of their skin change their character? Yeah, I, 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 honestly, I doubt it. it like, I, I, they did it in in Will of Time, and mm. it didn't make sense there to have a a, uh, like a melting pot. A, 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 well, but they're a, like a, a village in an acute village. Yeah, mm. a village that's been like they've been secluded for generations, and mm-hmm. somehow they all have very distinct uh, racial features. It doesn't make sense. Anyway. I, it, I can look past it. It's it's the um, the whole Elrond and um, Galadriel and Galadriel kind of switching places as far mm. as like mm-hmm. th- th- they're making because because he was the warrior. He's one of the greatest warriors in the in the Second Age, mm-hmm. and and in the in the show he's like a he's like a I don't know philosopher a, or philosopher something. or something. Yeah, yeah he's he's kind he's of a politician. Uh, he they're, they kind of cut his balls off type of thing, and, and they, then uh, and then they made Gladriel, who's never been in, in a war. This like every everything you see her in, it, she's she's in armor and fighting and, hmm. and doing this stuff. And so it's just like they just wanted the the strong woman warrior, and then but she fought in the Hobbit in the in the movie. Did she? Uh huh. She comes and rescues Gandalf. But you remember how the Hobbit is not canon. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, well, I mean, it is. It's from the appendices. No, I'm, I mean the movie. <coughs> yeah, everything from the Hobbit was in the appendices. Well, I mean, the appendicitis. What the the appendices? The appendices of the Lord of the Rings books that goes through, and so at the end of every Lord of the Rings book, there's like a whole another book of just appendices, which is. J.R.R. Tolkien, like explaining backstory and lore and and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so something so they took they took the appendices from the Lord of the Rings and mixed that with the book, The Hobbit, and then made those movies into the Hobbit movies. That's how they. That's how they made the a Hobbit book the a book that is half the length of any one of the Lord of the Rings books into thir- three movies. They also invented some widows and stuff. But they uh, also yeah. invented but, but all of their characters story. they invented were kind of poo-pooed. So, like I said, I'm I'm coming in this without any knowledge, mm-hmm. and you guys know of all of us, I am the least knowledgeable about Lord of the Rings. What is the problem? I I, I, I don't understand. Like, is there a problem? I don't. So, I, so the, I think like, the, I think Scott brought up the biggest problem is if. They made Galadriel into a warrior okay. and Elrond into uh, like a peaceful type of or like a political okay. type of elf rather than or that kind of thing really messes with the lore of Elrond being like the end all be all of of like warrior. The, right. Like if well, if, you see him at the beginning of Fellowship when <clears throat> when Sauron uh, is exactly uh, yes. and leading the armies makes sense and that's why rivendell not lothlorien is like the one stronghold against mordor um is because elrond's military genius is what invented rivendell um and that's supposed to happen if if it's when if this is actually taking place when the rings were created uh then then that is about the time ish 
that Rivendell was invented by Elrond because there was an army. The army was completely wiped out and only Elrond and his warriors that were with him were the only ones left and they hold themselves up in a valley and they created um, Rivendell from that. And if that's what they're trying to show and he's not really a warrior in the show, then that's a, that's a huge problem. Um, Aside from that, I, I personally don't see a ton of huge issues because the, I mean, the, the original trilogy, which I adore, uh, if you read the books and then the trilogy, Scott said it in a, in, in our group chat, um, in our Slack channel about how, I mean, Frodo and Aragorn. And I mean, there's so many characters in the movies that they, they completely destroyed those characters like motivations and their characters. And they, they, they completely went away. Like Aragorn knows he's the King and he's like, his, his whole point is like marching to Gondor to become the King. Whereas in the movies, he's like this reluctant hero that doesn't want it, but he's taking it because it's his responsibility. Whereas in the books, he's like constantly pulling his sword out and saying, I'm the King. Look at this sword. I, this proves that I'm the King worship me type type of thing. And and I just see, I don't know. This is, it's, I don't know what the cause is behind it, but there's a pattern of the characters that they do change are always like ambitious, masculine, uh, like, uh, what was it? High in the higher social hierarchy or political hierarchy. And so it's like, Mm -hmm. they always have to cut down, cut those guys down in, in whatever adaptation that comes out. And Peter Jackson did it. Like you said, with Aragorn, he, he was, uh, he was a masculine, ambitious, like, guy that was that was going to be king um from the beginning and then frodo he kind of he obviously he comes off as like this wimp in the that's why everyone like hates frodo now but in the books he's a big wiener in in the the movie yeah he he actually fought the the um the the uh wraiths on weathertop that he didn't just like cower you know he he wasn't he wasn't like this pushover like frodo flopper like he wasn't that in but he actually commanded some respect from from sam because like they, they weren't just buddy buddy like the, he he was his gardener and he was he was an employee but they were friends and so like he actually had some qualities that did command some respect from his <clears throat> from his uh, other hobbits and so it's it just the the cutting down the constant cutting down of any like like good healthy masculinity is uh is a problem i think Coincidentally, Frodo Flopper is the name of my porno. <laughs> Speaking of coming in wrong, um, redacted. <laughs> so, my question, my follow up question to that is because I personally think the movies are better than the book. Is is Aragorn's arc better with him being a reluctant hero? That uh, is, a, it's, it works better for modern audiences to be a reluctant hero for sure. But it wasn't. Absolutely. It wasn't Tolkien's vision. I, th- I, th- I feel like Tolkien had a he he had a point or a story to tell about like worthy heroes <coughs> that that were mm-hmm. like righteous heroes and mm-hmm. um and it's kind of an old school type of story to tell. Mm-hmm. But I think it's worth worth worthy of telling. So so uh. 
if you look into okay in the forward of lord of the rings of the first book um tolkien says right off the bat i'm not good at writing books i'm not good at writing literature i i wrote a language and i wrote and i drew a map and i wanted to create a history for that language and map um and that's what this is this is not like plot and all that stuff is not my forte like so tolkien himself admits to that um so the fact that the movies would have a better plot is not a a surprise um however tolkien has also talked about he's way into mythology and he was super jealous that like the Scandinavians got mythology that the, the Romans got mythology that the Greeks got mythology, that all these, all these, all these cultures got mythology and Britain was left out. Britain had no mythology. So he kind of set out to write British mythology, Is right? The Silmarillion, the mythology kind of, yeah. He, all of his works basically, um, dealing with middle earth is mythology. Yeah. Cause technically it's, it's Europe. Like it's, Europe, Middle Earth is technically Europe. Like, like we're past the Third Age. Like we're, we're technically in the Fourth Age. Yeah, right and the Silmarillion was published posthumously, right? Like, after no. yeah, yeah. His no, his not son. the Silmar, not the Silmarillion. Dude, his other other of his books. Oh, um, I had read that the Silmarillion was was published after his death by I, his son. I think it is. So, so there's a lot. He left so much. Yeah, but, um, but, but so, but so choose- if you my, my, my point of that, though, was that uh, if you look at Aragorn in the context of him being like a mythological hero, so look at him in the same sense as uh, uh, Perseus or Hercules or someone like that, um, who he, he's like got unblemished morals and he's trying to take his place amongst the gods of middle earth of, of, of that age or whatever, then, then the book version of Aragorn suddenly becomes much more interesting and better than, than it is when you just read it as, as plain fantasy. Right. If that it, makes sense. Yep. And I think it was intentionally that, that way. And so like, like, I've said this forever. Is like I get why they changed it, why they changed his motivations and mm-hmm. his character, but um, I, I don't necessarily like he, it. He's like a yeah, he's like a, a King Arthur type of mythological character type. Exactly. So if you think about it in that way, then you kind of understand why Tolkien wrote him the way he did. Yeah, could you imagine if like we took a mythological character like say Thor and made him fat and sad and stuff like? There would be a whole group of people that would be so pissed. I know. Right? Fat people are worse. Hey. <laughs> I'm a so self-hating fat guy. What you're saying is it's stupid the fat trilly. people. It's the what? The number one trilly? Number yeah. one trilly. Mm-hmm. It's the number one trilly. Um, 100%. So I have a follow-up question. I feel like I'm hogging all the question time. No, no, you ask great questions. Thank you. Um, uh, Scott I mean, said never something. mind. I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna make a dirty joke, but I couldn't. I couldn't fit it in. Oh. <laughs> uh, Scott said something earlier. He said that Silmarillion and the appendices, like Jake said, that was Tolkien's life work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Amazon, the the two writers, like I, the two writers that have made nothing before this for this show, 
um, they said, we're going to write the novel that, that Tolkien never wrote. So they took the Silmarillion and the appendices as the inspiration, but then they proceeded to make up races, make up characters and change seemingly important fundamentals, fundamentals and characteristics of characters of the two characters that they're only using. It seems like as in Elrond and Galadriel. So that is why I'm nervous. That's why that why there's outrage because they said we're taking the Silmarillion and we're writing the novel, the, the, the life work of a man, they're writing a novel in like, what, like two years, they're writing a novel he never wrote. And and for all the normies out there, they're going to see this and say, Oh, this is what Tolkien made. This is Tolkien's Silmarillion. This is his, his his mythology. No, it's not. Mm. So are they using anything from the Silmarillion? Or are they literally making up everything? I mean, I'm assuming using... that they're drawing heavily on this. Yeah, they're taking set pieces and characters, like like you said, like the characters' names. I don't know if it's the actual characters that they're just right. using their their likenesses. Yeah. But um, but yeah, they're 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 they're, like, they're basically like we said, standing on the shoulders of uh, of like the one of the best world building per people in the that ever lived and they're kind of destroying his world <laughs> and the, the hard part about it is like we talked about earlier the there are so many characters that are so great like like in the in the movies they they replaced um glorfindel the elf with arwen for a lot of scenes uh-huh. and like this was an opportunity because glorfindel is an elf that's been around since like the first age and this is a great opportunity to show what a badass this guy actually is they 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 can incorporate this person into and i mean i don't know if they are not going to or not i, I mean we, we have yet to see the show so it's hard to say but there's but he's one of those examples of like so many options so many opportunities there's so many great stories you can tell but they're choosing yeah, not so to. many stories that are already there and they're they're choosing to write stories and, and there, there's a that, quote for, there's a quote from one of the one of the producers that said we wanted to uh we, we added all of these races because we thought that middle earth should reflect the world as it is hmm. and it's like uh it should the fictional the earth that, that doesn't exist shouldn't it reflect the world that tolkien created but it, it, it that seems like the like i get that for if you're trying to be realistic, but you're writing a freaking fantasy set in Northern Europe, the will of time did the exact same thing though. Like they took, they did, they, they took characters, they changed their motivations. They changed their backstories. Uh, You don't like that show. They got rid of, you're right. I I don't. Mm -hmm. Um, And they, they got rid of great characters like Elias, like Elias is nowhere. They've mm-hmm. added new characters that are nowhere to be found in the books. Yeah, if you're gonna yeah. have these you characters, have, why not use the real ones? You have a book series that has two thousand seven hundred named characters, and you added additional characters. <laughs> <laughs> you made up new characters. Like why? Well, uh, so I, I, I get where you're coming from in that sense, Scott. And that I guess that's the only real reason that I'm nervous is because. Uh, we have very recent experience with Wheel of Time being ass mm-hmm. uh, for for those that read the books. Jake talked about it how he he hasn't read the books and he enjoyed the show. Yeah. Um. So for me, and that's what makes me nervous about Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It's, is that me, is, Reese and I are going to love it? <laughs> I'm less nervous because I haven't read Silmarillion uh, and I haven't read the appendices. 
But uh, Reese, how nervous, how mad does it make you that I thought it was good? Uh, it doesn't make me mad at all because you didn't read the books. So, but, but what I'm, what I'm, but, but this is what I'm getting at is like, if, if they go off of my opinion, they're going to make a ton more wheel of time. Yeah. Uh, the same way they've been making it and, ha- and I just and, don't have to watch it. Well, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I but mean, that's, but that's what I'm saying is like, you, it, but it's kind of an abomination of the book of the story to you. Right. And it, yeah, yeah. and you don't like it. And that's yeah. what makes me nervous is I, but you wanted to like it. Yeah. I right? wanted to like it a lot. That's, and that's kind of where I'm at. I really want to like this. I really want it to be good. Yeah. I really want it to be good. But if, if it's bad, except for the people who haven't read the book and don't know the lore and don't care, then it's like they're going to make more and more and more. And then I don't get to watch it. This, this thing that I love so much, I don't get to enjoy because they're going for a different audience yeah. and not their built in audience. Yeah. So, so no matter what, I, I'm, no matter what, I'm sure it'll be entertaining and well, it, the production value will be there. It'll be, it, it'll look great. It'll, it'll have an well, it intriguing character story. It'll tell a compelling story. I'm sure yeah. it'll, it sure it'll be uh, entertaining, but um, that doesn't mean I'll be happy with it. I, I just yeah. had a thought too. And it was, if, if they are inventing a whole bunch of races and a whole bunch of characters and everything, which is fine on its own, why not make your own show? If you're inventing yeah. that much, it doesn't have cash money. Yeah. But it's, so it's like they paid because they, they spent, Bezos paid all of this money for the name alone and the built-in fan base, mm-hmm. which really then, having a built-in fan base is, is bad. If, if you're going to change this much, because yeah. these, these fans know, and they're also critics and, and on they, top of that, they can be critical of your work. So if, if you're going to change that much, why not make your own show? If they're going to change that much, I would rather this show not even exist. Yeah. Even if it's good, call it something else. Don't call it Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like I would, even if it's good, I would rather have the show not exist at all. Or, or, or just standing like, ovation, Chris. Yep. Uh, no, I agree. And when you say they spend a lot of money, it $1 billion. Yeah. Episode each that's episode, with a B putting like a hundred million into each episode. What have they just said? What have they said loosely based on the <laughs> Silmarillion or inspired by? Well, we'll see. Maybe they Would will. Well, maybe they will. I don't know. So, well, Roy, after hearing all this, what what do you what do you think? You're coming in raw, <laughs> um, Eddie Murphy. So, so the the conversation about Willow Time and 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 Jake and uh, Reese's little. Um, conversation about yeah. that reminds Peter's switching space places now reminds me and, and then also the nervousness behind this being either good or not good or whatever uh reminds me honestly of, of the conversations we've also had regarding cowboy bebop right mm-hmm. like like built an audience you know you want to you need to a- appeal appeal to appeal please yeah. whatever you need to appeal to the the main the built-in audience um to your constituents to your yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes sense is you is you, is you ain't <clears throat> part of my constituents you soft-headed some bitch <laughs> what are you quoting? I don't, <laughs> brother, where art thou? Yeah. <laughs> is you is or is you ain't my constituency? Uh, Sorry, carry on, Troy. No. <laughs> I, I just got, I just got lost. All of a sudden, you said need to mark. It reminds you of Cowboy Bebop. No, that's all I was going to say. Is is um, I can see the nervousness behind behind building um, or behind making something new that could potentially that is potentially different and could um upset your fan base however 
to kind of counter your point, Chris, uh, regarding if you're going to make something new, don't don't call it Lord of the Rings or don't call it, you know what I mean? Um, to kind of counter that in terms of just talking about fan bases, if they do make something really good and it and it blows everybody out of the out of the park, right? Mm-hmm. Blows everybody away. If it's really good and it and it blows everybody away, you know, knocks out of the park, right? Then um then what you're gonna do is is I mean it's it's a big risk and it potentially, you know, whatever, high risk, possibly low reward, but you could end up um pleasing all of the fan base. You know, you could have Jake and Scott and all the Lord of the Rings built-in fan base really happy with it, and you could potentially build new fans right yeah, that's yeah. that's what star that, wars that's, that's, to do that's well, what that, they, that's, that's their but hope that's, but that's also what star wars is doing now they did they didn't do it with star the trilogy wars failed to do that's what they failed to do with the trilogy the, right. the new trilogy but now they're able to do that with mandalorian and, and boba fett um but what i'm saying is like that, that you're absolutely right they're they're trying to appeal to the old fans but also create new ones and yeah i mean but, but, but that's what i'm saying create is, new fans just by doing what works already um, you know what I mean? Like you could, I mean, like, a, like I, I said this before, I was like, if, if you buy an IP, the rights to it, like Lord of the Rings or star Wars mm-hmm. wheel of time, you should not change the source material to the story you want to tell. Mm-hmm. You need to change the story you want to tell to fit into that source material. I agree with 100%. that. I, I agree with that. Cause you bring in star Wars and you notice the, the characters that got retconned in there, uh, Han Solo and Luke Skywalker becoming like, the opposite of what they were at the end of the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, they, they have to like bring people down to make their characters come up type thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's gotta be a better way. I don't disagree with that. Um, I think that there is just some compelling ways to tell stories that, that you either, you either hit it or you miss the mark. Right. And, and I think with star Wars, well, it's, I it's don't a, think it's it was a, a matter of, of like, they, they always take the, like the strong character fr- from the last one and have to like, they have to bring them down to build somebody else yeah. and say, look, see how Luke. strong Luke was. Luke was this strong. And now Ray is even stronger. Not only so was Luke strong, our character's bigger. He, he was he was like pure hope and now he's like pure despair and han like went from like a selfish guy to being the the selfless like like le- a leader, leader and a rebel yeah and and then you come back to him Same years way. later and he's he's the selfish guy again like it, it's just silly they they ignored their progress i get that and they they ignored where the and and i'm not um i'm not arguing that that aspect i think to try to give um uh jj abrams and ryan johnson yeah uh some credit i think they were trying to just tell compelling stories with compelling um motivations and compelling human characteristics and compelling characters because if there's one thing that's that's not constant with characters it's it's constancy it's things being con- it's consistency it's things being constant you can't i mean to have let's just talk about luke skywalker if you have luke who is this this ray of hope this this hero and everything to have him just be that his whole life is unrealistic and is not relatable you were just talking about that with aragorn right in terms of of the conflicted hero i think 
now, did he do a good job at it? I don't think so, but probably not. But did was Ryan Johnson trying to make Luke into a conflicted hero? Well, you look at the Luke in the beginning of, of The Last Jedi, and then you look at the Luke at the end, right? I think that's what he was trying to go for. Now, to tie that back into Lord of the Rings, what I'm saying is that like, is there's what there's what we're what you all are nervous about right as far as like changing the story creating new stories creating new motivations um retconning characters switching roles all of those things i get it it creates it makes um makes you nervous it makes me nervous um and i and i think that hollywood or studios in general have not done the greatest job at actually staying true to those characters and and really like telling compelling good stories with that so i can understand where the the nervousness comes from but i also am hopeful that maybe maybe it will be good and i hope it is good because if it is good then maybe in a couple months from now we're sitting here talking about how great it was and how it built off of um of lord of the rings Am I hope? Uh, do, do I expect that to happen? I I don't think so. Probably not. Look at Wheel of Time. All of that. Like I'm I'm talking same, in same studio, here. right? Yeah, I'm talking. I, 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 I know. I know. I'm talking in circles here. What I'm trying to say is that is that you're saying a lot of words right now, Troy. Uh-huh. Luke's no, no. I like I like Troy's perspective. It's a good perspective. Uh, really good. Thank you. Yeah. I absolutely like. It. I think it, I think it's good. Something else I'm very excited about though is that they're also making a second TV show, and I sent that to you guys earlier today. They're oh, making an anime of the it's called the war of the rohirrim i'm more excited for that now dude i'm (laughs) way way more excited for that one like one because they're 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 getting well they're getting like they're getting people people anime directors and studios who are well established who who can and already have told really compelling good (laughs) stories and then they're what a novel idea (laughs) (laughs) weird (laughs) and then and then they're telling a story about I was kind of hoping they were going to tell the story of the creation of the Rohirrim of Rohan. Um, but they're telling an even more interesting story of Helm Hammerhand, the guy who created Helm's Deep. And if they can pull that off, that's going to be a really, really interesting movie. And is it a movie or a show? Sorry, it's, I think it's a TV show. Oh, okay. but something, something like uh like Rohan, which is, is, I mean, Rohan is, I think, the youngest country in all of Middle Earth. And so they're seen as like upstarts. And anyway, it's super interesting, but they're, they're one of the more fascinating. Is this the story of the Westfold fell? No, you watched the Westfold fall in, um, in the Lord of the Rings. I didn't watch it. I didn't see it happen. Yeah. Neither did Gondor. Well, Gondor didn't, but you definitely. <laughs> uh, Where were anyway. you when the Westfold fell? He was eating, but it, he was eating grapes really viciously, <laughs> <laughs> really disgusting on like a wooden plate. It makes me sick after all these years. I'm still just like, <laughs> I know he does a good job of making me hate him, right? Super hateable. Did he I like? Did he like bite oh. the tip of his tongue off on purpose so that he'd bleed on the plate or something out of his? Like that was so weird. That was, cool. that was just a really ripe tomato. Well, you're thinking of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, he bled. He bled. <laughs> no, um. So th- I mean, it's funny that that they have two shows coming out, and the live action one is the one that I'm kind of dreading, and the anime one is the one I'm like, ooh, this could be really good. Yeah. Well, time will tell. 
Yep. I'm excited to come back and see Will. how I'm generally excited to see our reaction. Yeah. yeah. When, the, the, when is it coming the release out? date? It's September like 25th or oh, something. Oh gosh, we have to wait nine months. Why did we record this tonight? Because the, the teaser came out. And the yeah. Super Bowl. This is it, hot, it, it was it was it was like it's so hot right now. It's, it's true. huge. It's true. Uh debuts on Amazon Prime on September two. Two dang. And the superb owl. Yep. Um, well, the I'll just end with like the the writings on the wall as far as I'm concerned for the show. And it says speak friend and enter. <laughs> and I don't think they did. I don't think they said friend. <laughs> <laughs> they said <"F-> you. <laughs> you, I got your money. They spoke enemy and turned around. Anyway. Um, how do we wrap this up? Yeah. I I, I don't have anything else to contribute to Troy had a wrap up. He's coming in raw. <laughs> <laughs> he don't rap nothing. Do you guys? Do you guys have anything else you want to say about it? About Lord of the Rings? No, about, no. About I, the... I think we've exhausted our. Uh... I think we've. I think we've all said what we needed to say. One thing I do want to mention is that that uh, little teaser thing that they showed with the the making of the logo thing that we that was. Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that, that was. All, it was all the fact that practical. the fact that it was all practical guy. was so dope. Um, yeah, just want to throw that out there. Well, uh, thank you for listening. Um, if you are still with us, uh, check us out on, um, Patreon, check us out on, is it coffee? Yes. Is it Ko-Fi coffee? Uh, coffee. It's all, it's phonetically Ko-Fi coffee. I don't know. <laughs> Find us on, uh, on Instagram. We always, uh, we always leave links on our, um, on our episode notes. Um, so if you, uh, you can either go on Instagram and find us on cold Bow, you know, look, look up cold Bow podcast, or you can go on our show notes. We have links to, we have a, um, links to merch. We have links to Instagram. We have links to all of our individual Instagrams. So you can check us out, follow us and interact with us. We want to hear from you. So yeah. What, what are you, are you all, nervous about what are you all nervous about with the upcoming or are you not nervous if you're just excited well and i was even i was telling my wife about all the like white people are nervous and she's like will you just shut up it sounds like you just said white people are nervous i heard that about white people are nervous white white people redacted (laughs) (laughs) anyway check us out on facebook instagram (laughs) and uh and 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 patreon and coffee and all that fun stuff and let us know what you think give us your money <laughs> Harder <Give> money, money. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, well bye everybody. Bye. Oh man. We're so good at podcasting. How long how long have we been doing this? We're really bad at ending. Long enough. We're we're bad at like we, the beginning I'm, and the end and like everything in the middle. Yeah. 